there are men who can calculate changes in the housing market based solely on data from the Nikkei Index, but who could never calculate the number of planets Galactus would have to eat in a single year to survive. 17. And then there's Doug Bost and Adam Bernstein. Two men who should have better things to do, but aren't doing them right now. These are two grown-ass men. Grown-ass men. Happy holidays, grown-ass oh. friends. We're back with another Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah-themed National episode. National Chocolate-Covered Anything Day. Yes, episode of Grown-Ass Men, because it's the end of the year, and once again, we, uh, we like to end the year with a little... Uh, you know, with just a little acknowledgement of the holidays. And this year we thought we'd do it slightly different in that we are going to also combine this with the convincing. Convincing. Let it begin, let it begin, let it begin. The convincing. You know just what I want I know just what you need Let it begin, let it begin, let it begin The convincing, the convincing, the convincing Yes, I must say there's a lot of other holidays in December too There's Poinsietta Day There's Bathtub Day, there's Risal Day, there's Great. Make Up Your Mind Day. What's Risal Day again? I don't know. I think it's in Austria, in Australia or Austria. <laughs> I don't know. I have a song about all the holidays that are in December. There's like 30 of them. <laughs> okay. But um, we could celebrate ever we want. I'm going to celebrate the art of Gene Colon as I am looking at, once again, the special Christmas issue Giant superhero holiday grab bag. Yes, well, this is what I a dollar fifty at the time. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> well, this is what I'm here to convince you about this year. Oh, <clears throat> is that in the 70s, 1974, 75, 76, Marvel put out perhaps the best holiday gift any kid could get. Okay, which I are know what you're getting at. The three treasury-sized Marvel holiday grab bag issues yeah and they're let me just say if say they, they're not very good in a lot of ways however they're fantastic in a lot of ways <laughs> well, they're reprints you, you're talking about the first three well there's only three as far as i know of the wait of the holiday grab bag or well, i thought you just meant the, the big issues well all the yes the big issues are all the treasury editions yeah. there's plenty of those yeah but there's only three holiday grab bags oh okay and they did them 74 75 76 right okay and i am looking right now at 1974's holiday grab bag oh yes i bought this when it came out uh it on the a, cover it's, it's fantastic it's it's Spidey, Doctor Strange, Nick Fury, the Hulk, uh, dressed as Santa with a little boy on his lap, and um, could Luke that Cage. be uh, what was uh, their uh, Reed and Sue's kid's name? Could be Franklin. Franklin. Could be Franklin Richards. Uh, I love that um, Luke Cage is putting chains around the Christmas tree. <laughs> That's fantastic. 
<laughs> and I love that Nick Fury is wearing bondage out. Yeah. Uh, bondage gear. He very much looks like something is... Like he's a a bottom. Yeah. I, <laughs> he's a bottom. It looks awful what he's wearing. Yeah. But it's a nice Romita cover. I'm not... It looks like uh, pencil and ink. Yes, Romita. it does look like Romita. And, and then on back, on the back as well, you've got slightly that, worn out Romita. Yeah, or is that Gil Kane? No, definitely not Gil Kane. Oh yeah, it's Romita. Uh, yeah, so we got uh, what the holiday grab bag issues were. Mm-hmm. If you remember, is um, the reprint issues. They're yeah. just um, but really big. Yes, and they are. Supposed to be, you know, it's it's a Christmas themed thing, but really they don't care whether they're Christmas themed reprint stories or not. They have about, <laughs> right. they have five stories in this one. This is the one from 1975. They have five stories in this one. The first one is uh, Nick Fury, um, not very good story, it, v- vaguely Christmas themed. He fights the hate monger. Yeah. And, well, that's um, a good villain, though, the hate monger. Incredibly, Santa Claus seems to help Nick Fury to escape from the hate monger late in the show. You don't actually see Santa, but it's implied right. that Santa saves the day. That's more of a Santa that I like than more the traditional Santa. I like the Santa that you know beats up on the hate monger. Agreed. Yes, I agree. And then they also reprint here... Um, one of the best Spidey stories. We've actually talked about this when we talked about our Mysterio, when yeah. we did our Mysterio episode. Spider-Man Goes Mad, uh, which is one of the great I appearances. Just, I, every time I see the earliest ones, I feel like the big reason that Spider-Man really had that initial explosion in the comic book world is because of Dicto's art. And it's just so unusual. You know, because later on, when Romita take, takes over and Gil Kane, it's great, but it's much more traditional. Yeah. You know, and this just has a, a like a spooky feeling to it that's different. It's almost surprising when I think of Spider-Man, and you can remember my thoughts because part of my convincing is going to be related to this. Uh, it- Okay, excellent. Yeah, so one, uh, one thing a teaser. that I agree, I totally agree with you, and one thing I'm always noticing about <clears throat> the way Ditko draws Spidey is that Spidey is always a contortionist. Yes. He is like, it's crazy how he is, and, and that's carried through all the years of Spider-Man. Yeah. He's still, you know, everybody, McFarlane, everybody depicts Spider-Man in some crazy yoga pose as he's swinging across the city. Yeah. Most heroes can just stand and be heroic. Spidey <laughs> has right. to be folded in two like a lawn chair. Yeah. Uh, so that is in this uh, holiday grab bag. Spidey Very versus nice. Mysterio. Mysterio's posing as a, a psychiatrist. Oh, uh, uh, a Luke, Luke Cage, Cage hero for hire. Yes. Uh, this is a Christmas themed story. Although, amazingly, he never in this story he never says "Sweet Christmas." Right. That's his tagline. <laughs> right, that's this is thing. a Christmas issue. Well, he never says sweet. Englehart like was you know fell off the, uh, you know, not he, top. He of didn't line. do his job. Yeah, not. Uh, not the I actually read this fairly. Another guy who looks like the hate monger. <laughs> yeah, but um, or the Zodiac. He kind of looks like the Zodiac. <laughs> so this the, the next uh, story that's in here is a really Hulk. good Hulk story. I have to say, drawn by Herb Trimpey. Uh, written by Roy Thomas. It's one 
that really deserves to be blown up treasury size. Yeah. It's beautiful panels. The Herb Trimpey. I remember this story. It's great. It's great. It's yeah. almost Frankenstein esque. It right? is. He's he's in the desert and Hulk sees a mirage. He's all alone in the desert and yeah. he sees a mirage of a little town that's very nice and everybody's nice to him and nobody seems to treat him like a freak and nobody's right. afraid of him. And then he realizes that it's a. I meant Frankenstein esque in that he imagines the girl like and he's communicating with the yes. young girl. Yes. But um, yes, this is a great. It's one. a great story. And then and Hulk writing a good Hulk story is difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when he his intellect is so can be at certain periods in Hulk's right. life. Right, so childish know, that like you'd, where are you going to go with it? Right. Except he fights some crazy <laughs> the abomination or the rhino or something. Yeah, it, but this isn't about it's a, it's good too because this story is not about rage so much. It's about like how can he fit in, uh, and then they close out this uh, 1970 five issue of giant superhero holiday grab bag with a gene colon roy thomas story of dr strange but it's you know it's not a good story no it's it is slightly christmas themed i think in that uh dr strange and clea are going on a date for the holidays i like this is that weird period where dr strange wears a mask he's wearing like a body sock it's really ugly it's <laughs> terrible he just i don't know it's i have a certain like uh fondness for that weird period of dr strange oh really i do yeah i have to, I I have to do i guess it's in some strange I have to tales convince you and, that, uh, that that's not, not good. a good idea <laughs> But Clea, I like Clea, the way Gene Colan draws her, of course. Oh, he's, fantastic. he's so, so good. He's, he's so, so good. good. He actually got a lot of interesting books to draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did some. He did Captain America with Stan. Yeah, like, but he did a I great mean, job with Daredevil, too. He was amazing on Daredevil. Yeah. And he did T- Tomb of Dracula for oh, yeah. so many issues. Those he, are so He made that looking. fun. It, that wouldn't have been fun without Gene Colan. No. No. So that's the that's the last story in this. And by the way, they just kind of end it. They don't finish this Doctor Strange story. They just kind of ran out of pages. Yeah. And they threw a little <laughs> thing on here uh, at the end with Doctor. St- you know, they end the story in the middle, and then they have a little Doctor Strange word balloon that says, "As all true believers know, everything worked out in the end. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year." So they just yeah. like punt on the uh, on the ending of that. I always wondered. Who is the editor that's putting those things together? Like, how deeply did he think about it, you know? Is it like Roy Thomas going, oh, this one's on my desk. Let's put that one in there. Well, yeah, I don't know. My whole reason to bring this up yeah. is that I do believe that, uh, and I don't think I actually need to do a lot of convincing to convince <laughs> you of this, because I think that you're on the same page that I am, that... Uh, this is a great holiday gift that we got when we oh, were kids. All right. All right. I so brought that's two the... issues. Okay. For the convincing. The convincing. Now, this is strange convincing. I'm going to hold off on that connection to Spider-Man one, but I'm going to just pull out because I pulled this issue out by chance. And I don't think I have to convince you, but here I'll have a special... Thing. I have Alias 1. I love Alias. You have Alias 1? Oh, yeah. Alias was a good series. Good okay, series. Okay, so I don't have to convince you. The thing I'm convincing you... This is Brian Michael Bendis. This is when he oh, created the character stuff. of Gen- uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah. 
So I remember buying this and then I was like, this is so happening. I mean, I love Brian Michael Bendis. Well, he did something I that I thought was great with Alias. He treated it like it had always been there. Mm-hmm. He sort of created this character, but he didn't introduce her like she was brand new to the world. Right. He introduced her like, well, she's always been here. We yeah. just haven't been talking about her. Yeah. And that, I thought, was really cool. I mean, it's so gritty. The art contributes intensely to that. What I'm convincing so. you is yes. that, and maybe this doesn't even need to convince you, is that the TV shows that we watched with such eager enthusiasm and always were such a letdown did not have to be because the core source material is phenomenal. They Why really did could they, have they filmed they, these books? They could have, if they had really gone with this feel of complete dark, you know, I think it would have been so good. Because totally the source agree. material for these alias issues are phenomenal. The writing is great. The whole way it looks. The way she's so... Couldn't give a damn. You know, about anything. It's just a really dark, well-written book. And I read it again this morning. And I just was like, wow. I remember why I got psyched about this. Yeah. I think there were like 21 of them. Or something it's like great. that. And I bought them all. Yeah, you know, I was totally, so into total it. agreement. It's it's great, and you know, Brian Michael Bendis is a screenwriter. He, yeah, they, they could have just they could have just filmed a script that he'd written of Alias, right. and it would have been a lot closer to of Jessica Jones, better than the series. Yeah, even though you know they had a good first season in a lot of ways. It's with still Jones. like it was a disappointment. They, Especially we were so psyched about all of Iron Fist, Luke Cage, because. The material is, there's so much stuff to work with there. Don't you look back on how we were before we saw those shows? And you just feel kind of bad for younger Doug and Adam oh, when we didn't know. Well, well I'm 100% convinced. All right, good. Excuse I didn't me. think I would I have agree, to I agree with you, you on, that much. on that, yeah. All right. You, my other convincing yes. was also was in the same box. The thing that I'm bringing this book out is to convince you as such a Spider-Man fan that the ultimate franchise in Marvel is not Spider-Man. Oh. But the Fantastic Four. Okay, convince me. All right, like, I'm bringing along this famous issue. Um, Let me just say, I, I agree, <laughs> but well, here's what you're up against. You're up against the fact that there's so many Spider-Man titles. Yes. There's Peter Parker... There's, you know, the sensational there's the new I know, I know. Miles Morales. Yeah, sensational Spider-Man. There's Marvel Team Up. There's a there's a lot of Spider-Man titles. So, so to say that Fantastic Four, but maybe you know, convince me. Well, I just pulled this out. It's issue one fifty. I'm guessing it's 1974. That's my guess. I maybe, you know, give or take a few months. And it's on the cover. It's I think it's a Gil Kane cover. I'm not sure if he inked it, but he definitely drew the pencils. It's Ultron fighting the FF and the Inhumans because Crystal and Quicksilver are getting married. Right, Pietro and Crystal are getting married. At last, the wedding. So I opened it up, 
You could open that up, take open a look it up at right it. Now, yeah, issue one fifty. Yeah, that's an old issue now. You know, forty okay. years so this old. This is going to be what? I think it's seventy. John no, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Rich Buckler, right? You're right. Jerry Conway, author, Rich Buckler, artist, inked by Joe Sinnott. Joe Sinnott did them all, so it has a uniform look to it. But you have the Avengers, the Inhumans, and the FF. And just like, you know, and they're fighting Ultron, who, of course, was, took a, was a big part of the Avengers films, but it's all here. Everything that's great about what Stan and Jack created in FF is all here. The great villains, the, the way that Reed and Johnny and Ben and Sue all interact. Yep. You know, the Inhumans done well. You know, like Ben's animosity for everybody. And then later on, the Triton wedding. Triton and Black Bolt and, oh, isn't that uh, Jessica uh, Harkness? Yes, Agatha. Agatha Harkness, yeah. The uh, the nanny. Yeah, the, and the Maximus nanny. makes a little appearance. You yep. know, the Inhuman who's kind of the Loki of the Inhumans. Yep. And Iron Man is in this. Thor. What basically happens is that Franklin Richards has been shut down and growing superpowers, but he's like not him. He's not like a kid anymore. And he has a psychic breakdown and destroys Ultron okay. in this. And in doing that, he becomes back to his normal young kid self. You know, what and, a great panel. I'm looking at the bottom of page 14 in issue 150 here. What a great panel where everybody's sort of. Blasted yeah. by Franklin Richards' mental. Yeah, it's lightning. It's really well done. What I like in the uh, wedding part of it is that all the human quality of all of them, that the way Stan brought that concept into the books, of like them having real personalities, and stuff, is great. And of course, it does have the Marvel value stamp, <laughs> Black, Black Widow. Widow. It's actually great. intact. That's you know. Oh, that's the worst. When when kids when used were, to clip oh, out the Marvel value stamps. Oh my god. I know the worst. Even when I was a kid, I was like, "You're ruining that." Book. I know it's it's bad. But anyway, so we're looking so at the wedding. The part wedding. Of this issue. Yeah. And Johnny Storm had a big relationship with Crystal. So he's he's jealous. not getting. Yeah, he's flipping out. You know, he's flipping. And oh, this they're is all a, remark. They're all like reminiscing about all the failed relationships thor and iron man and johnny you know. wait for me please i know what you're gonna say medusa and i know you're right i've already faced it i think i've even accepted it crystal doesn't love me she never has she did love you once you have to remember that johnny you also have to remember people change okay. yeah. lady believe me i want to <laughs> Yeah. Black Bolt gives her away. Yeah. And then Lockjaw explodes in and I guess takes them on uh, some kind of crazy honeymoon. <laughs> right. <laughs> they bring Dog. Lockjaw with them. Yeah. You know. Great. And the wizard is actually, I think, one of their parents, right? He's Pietro's father. Right? Yeah, the wizard, man. They really reached not, back. Didn't the they wizard. change that later? Didn't they make Magneto his father? Yeah, I don't really get what's going on there. Maybe he's not his father, or I think that changed later. 
Yeah, I'm not sure what's up. We'll have to do a separate issue on who is the father of Quicksilver. So you're you're trying to convince me here that yeah, I, because I at least, of the essential yeah. qualities of the Fantastic Four, that they are the ultimate franchise franchise for. for I Marvel. mean, I don't think I can convince you of that because I know you're so big on Spidey, and I love Spidey too. But I don't know. I I I do understand what you're saying, though. I do kind of agree that. It's hard to imagine the rest of Marvel without the Fantastic Four. I mean, we're wow. we're doing it now because <laughs> the Fantastic Four sucks in the movies and they're not part of the cinematic universe. Right. You couldn't have created the rest of Marvel without yeah. the Fantastic Four first. And like the template for, I mean, what he did for Spider Man. I mean, it's only a, was a, the origin is only a year difference. Yeah. Sixty one to sixty two. I mean, he has this prototype in his mind. We have to humanize the characters so we could tell who they are and they're not all like Superman, like their lives are perfect all the time, whether they're, you know, living like their Clark Kent life or their superhero life. It's interesting to me that if the FF had not been created, we wouldn't have any of the other stuff. Right? Like, I think that in a world where the the one that caught on. Yeah. You know, and also because even with Spider-Man, they had no clue that it was going to take off. They put it in Amazing Fantasy, this book that was a complete failure. Yeah. You know, like they just threw it in there. This, they had an idea like we're going to really make a splash with this. And of course it did. All right. I'm convinced. You're convinced. I'm convinced. All right. That wasn't too hard. Our convincings are just like yeah, we, we're really terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they don't require any convincing. I've got a bonus convincing. Oh, for you right Go now. Go for it, man. I want to convince you to watch Watchmen on HBO. You do. It's very good. Very good. I think it's excellent. Well, I watched grown the first ass man, seven. Sam. He, does Sam like it? He loves it. Well, he's totally right. Okay. And it's I've, there's been seven episodes so far. It just gets better. And it's crazy. It's a crazy um, extension of the Watchmen comic book. It doesn't. Okay. It basically takes everything that happened in the Watchmen comic book and treats it as, okay, these things really happened. Now we're going to continue with Is Alan that Moore world. connected to this at all? He doesn't. He's not even in the credits. It all says that wow. it's based on the original comic book by Dave Gibbons. It doesn't mention Alan Moore. But didn't Alan Moore write it? Yes. But all I can imagine is that Alan Moore is so angry somewhere in a cabin somewhere right. that he doesn't want any part of it. I heard he was going to vote for the first time. Oh, to be to keep you know for the labor to prevent Brexit from yeah. happening. But I mean that's a whole other separate issue. All right, so but that's my other convincing. Yeah, you know, convincing you I've read, and the world to watch. I've heard Washington. nothing but good things about it. I wish that other people would try to convince us of stuff. Yeah. But, Why know, don't they call in? I don't know. We should have a call-in show. Oh, we should do a live <laughs> call-in grown-ass men sometime. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, people. If you have anything that you want to convince us of, we're totally game. Yeah. We, we're ready. And I hope everyone had a great year. We had a, a good grown-ass man year. Yes. Yeah, we covered a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened this year. You know, this episode will be 76. Wow. That's a lot of episodes. So, you know, looking forward to 2000 and 
20. I cannot believe it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right, go, goodbye. Getting, yeah, happy getting, holidays. Happy holidays. We're getting into space age dates now. Yeah. You know, but anyway. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Grown-ass men.